This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today's episode, we're diving into the latest headlines from around AT&T Stadium. But before we get into today's episode, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search Big D, D Breakdown. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. First, we're starting off with three standouts and two duds and the Cowboys' massive win over the Jets. Two weeks are in the book, and the Dallas Cowboys have two blowouts under their belt. In week one, they stuck it to the New York Giants in their own stadium. The 40 to nothing win was massive for their confidence, and we could see that, that and how fired up they were in week two. Their defense again led the way with Zach Wilson being sacked three times while also allowing three picks. It was enough for another blowout with Dallas winning their home opener 30-10. to 10. We're going to take a look back over the latest win with three standouts and two duds for the Cowboys in Week 2. Of course, starting off, we got to mention Dak Prescott. There were actually those who criticized Prescott for not throwing for more yards in Week 1. Clearly, those people didn't watch the game, since the Cowboys' offense was in clock-killing mode by the second quarter. That wasn't the case in Week 2 as the offense had to do more work without the aid of a special teams and a defensive touchdown. That led to Prescott throwing for 255 yards on 31 of 38 passing with two touchdowns and no picks. He started out hot and stayed that way. On the opening drive, Prescott was 5 of 5 passing for 41 yards and adding a 15-yard run in the red zone as well to convert a 3rd and 6. He capped the drive off with his first touchdown pass of the season, hitting Jake Ferguson from four yards out. One of the best throws Prescott made was on first and 12, backed up against his own goal line. Instead of coming out and playing it safe, Prescott fired a bullet into the hands of CeeDee Lamb, who took off for 31 yards. Lamb fumbled at the end of the play, but the ball was recovered by Tyler Biads, who deserves a ton of praise for his hustle down the field, as well as the heads-up play. Prescott hit nine different receivers and had touchdown passes to two different tight ends. His night could have been even better as he nearly hit Jake Ferguson in the end zone for a second touchdown, but just missed. Even with that one whiff, Prescott was in full command of the offense and now has no turnovers in the first two games, making it look as though his claim of throwing fewer than 10 picks wasn't that crazy. And now our first dud, Deron Bland. Last week, Bland was one of the many studs for Dallas after recording a pick six. Bland was on the receiving end of a fortunate bounce as he pulled down a Daniel Jones pass and ran it in for a touchdown. Initially, the one looked, that one looked to be complete as Saquon Barkley had it in his hands, but Trayvon Diggs delivered a hit that forced the ball into the air 
and into Bland's hands. This week, Bland had his name called a couple of times again, but not for good reason. Following the Jets' first punt of the day, Dallas had to start with the ball at their own five-yard line. Thanks in large part to Bland. To be fair, Thomas Morstead had a great punt that covered 58 yards, and Cavante Turpin called a fair catch at the 10-yard line. However, a flag was thrown, moving it back to the five. The offense wasn't bothered gaining 78 yards on 14 plays before making it a 10-0 start when Brandon Aubrey hit his first of five field goals. Land was flagged again late in the game, this time on defense, with the Jets trying to put together a drive they could feel good about. They were stopped on 4th and 5 when Zach Wilson missed Garrett Wilson. They were given a new set of downs, though, with Bland being called for pass interference. Thankfully for Dallas, Wilson ended up throwing a terrible pass on the next play, which bailed Bland out. Looking for Michael Carter, Wilson threw it right into the hands of Diggs, who recorded his first pick of the season. Our next stud is C.D. Lamb. Once again, C.D. Lamb proved Dallas correct in assuming he could be the number one wideout. While it's true they were ripped off when trading away Amari Cooper, Lamb has proven to be a far superior player. What makes him stand out is how he can move all over the field. Lamb will line up out wide as well as in the slot. He will even go into the backfield at times and is constantly causing confusion for opposing defenses with how he's used in motion. He also showed insane toughness hauling in catches despite contact. All of that was on full display Sunday as Lamb hauled in 11 passes for 143 yards. He was constantly finding himself open, even coming up big when targeted it on third downs. He converted a third and two early in the game and later hauled in a pass on third and 14 from the Jets' 39, going for 15 yards as he helped set up Brandon Aubrey's 55-yard field goal. Last season, Lamb went off with 107 receptions for 1,359 yards and 9 touchdowns. He then started out slow this year with 77 yards on 4 receptions against the Giants. For most players, that's not a slow start, but Lamb, who has had 4 games with at least 10 receptions in his last 6 contests, proved he can routinely do better than that. Our next dud is the Cowboys' goal line running. As good as the Cowboys were in this game, there was one major area of concern. Their ground game couldn't do anything near the goal line. Dallas was continually getting into the red zone, but had to settle for far too many field goals. Brandon Aubrey ended the day 5 of 5, while he drilled a 55-yarder with ease. He also connected from 21, 26, and 30 yards. In those situations, the Cowboys just couldn't punch the ball in as the Jets were overpowering them near the goal line. The one time Dallas finally broke through with the run inside the 10 came following the interception from Jaron Kearse. Tony Pollard took a handoff six yards and dodged more than one defender as he ran it in for six. Unfortunately, this one didn't count since Tyron Smith was flagged for a hold, pushing them back 10 yards. That led to them calling out Brandon Aubrey for his fifth field goal attempt of the game, which he knocked through. In all, the ground game managed 134 yards, but needed 44 attempts to reach that number. They also had no touchdowns on the ground. Against the Jets, it wasn't an issue, but going forward, this can't be the norm. And finally, our stud, Michael Parsons. Before this season began, Michael Parsons had no problem letting anyone who would listen know that he had his eyes set on the NFL Defensive Player of the Year award didn't feel like a wild claim at all considering he had 26.5 sacks in 
his first two seasons in the NFL. And after two games in the 2023 season, it seems more likely than ever that he can be in the running. Parsons had three tackles and a sack against the Giants, while also being credited with two more pressures. This weekend, he was even better. Throughout the day, he was chasing Zach Wilson down and finished with two sacks. He nearly had a touchdown as well when he ripped the ball out of Dalvin Cook's hands for a fumble. But after review, Parsons was down by contact after taking the ball away. He even made plays that won't show up in the stat sheet. Parsons drew a hold on Dwayne Brown and ran past the center to pressure Zach Wilson into an ill-advised and hurried pass. That led to Jaron Curse taking away for his first interception of the season. Parson continues to be the motor for this defense, and they look prepared to have the most turnovers in the NFL for a third season in a row. And now we're going to address a bogus NFL rule that deprived Cowboy Micah Parsons of signature Defensive Player of the Year moment versus the Jets. Parsons nearly had his signature Defensive Player of the Year moment versus the Jets. The Dallas Cowboys moved to 2-0 on the season following their win over the New York Jets on Sunday. Much like week one, Micah Parsons was the best player on the field. He barreled his way into the backfield for a sack on third down on the Jets' first possession. That sent AT&T Stadium into a frenzy. Parsons didn't get to Zach Wilson again until the fourth quarter, but he was disruptive all game. Helmed by Jim Nance and Tony Romo, the CBS broadcast ran out of objectives and praise. For Parsons, Nance even stressed that this was Parsons' best game as a pro. That's a big statement from Nance, as Parsons has too many best game candidates to choose from over his two-plus season in the NFL. What would have cemented Sunday as Parsons' premier performance if his scoop-and-score touchdown wasn't called back? In the second quarter, Parsons ripped the ball out of Dalvin Cook's hands and returned it for a touchdown. On further review, the score was overturned after replay showed Parsons was grazed by Jets guard Lakin Tomlinson as he recovered the loose football. This game absolutely cemented Parsons as Defensive Player of the Year favorite. In two games, Parsons has three sacks, six quarterback hits, and a fumble recovery. PFF has yet to release its Week 2 review, but Parsons had to rack up another half-dozen or so pressures after he managed six against the Giants in Week 1. Ultimately, though, this is a bogus extension of the down-by-contact rule, as Tomlinson made no effort to touch Parsons down. The two-time All-Pro was simply unlucky to have made contact with the guard's shin before he took off for the end zone. Are we making a fuss over nothing? Perhaps. The Cowboys won by 20 and have outscored opponents 70-10 to 10 through two games. If Tomlinson reached out with his hand to ensure Parsons was down, this wouldn't be a discussion. It's just unfortunate for Parsons, who wrecked the Jets' passing game all night and deserved this moment. The, the important thing is Parsons is unbothered and hungry for more. The Lions gotta eat, and Parsons will do plenty of that this season. At the end of the day, there's still 15 games for Parsons to have his signature Player of the Year moment. If Parsons does this on a bigger stage, say primetime against a certified contender, that will undoubtedly qualify as his moment. It's just hard to envision Parsons causing a fumble and returning it for a touchdown again. But if there's anyone who can do it, it's him. Either way, the DPOY crown is Parsons to lose. And now we're going to discuss four overlooked Cowboys who came up clutch in the win against the Jets. The Cowboys got contributions all over the roster in Sunday's win versus the Jets. The sheer star power on the Dallas Cowboys roster 
was on full display in the team's Week 2 win against the Jets. On offense, Prescott was surgical and efficient. C.D. Lamb had his way in the secondary. Tony Pollard made defenders miss all game. On defense, Micah Parsons was everywhere, and Demarcus Lawrence saw to it that the Jets running back, Brees Hall, didn't make an impact. These are the players fans expect to show up every Sunday. Their respective performances will ultimately define how far the Cowboys go this season. What shouldn't be overlooked, though, is the contributions they get from role players, and several were up to the task on Sunday. We're going to start out with number four, Rico Dowdle. After the Cowboys opened up a two-score advantage in the second half, they turned to their power back to shave minutes off the clock and exhaust the Jets' defense, which clearly grew fatigued after a string of three and outs from the Zach Wilson-led offense. His final numbers won't jump off the screen, but he did exactly what was asked of him on Sunday. He picked up tough yards between the tackles and moved the chains, where most of Dallas's running back room would otherwise struggle. And that's no shot at Tony Pollard, but Dowdle's physicality in the third and fourth quarter were quietly immense and a big part of Mike McCarthy's game plan. It's great to see him healthy and contributing in the regular season, and his role in the win will only earn him more opportunities moving forward. Number three, the Cowboys' tight ends. The tight ends needed a bounce-back performance after the opener. Jake Ferguson, though dominant as a run blocker, dropped a couple of easy passes, and Peyton Hendershot dropped a surefire touchdown on a dime from Dak Prescott. This week, the script was flipped. While most of the passing went to CeeDee Lamb, to say the least, Ferguson caught the game's first touchdown. He capped a commanding 12-play opening drive for the Cowboys to, and ensured the Jets were playing from behind with a backup quarterback. Fittingly enough, second-round pick Luke Shoemaker caught the second of Prescott's touchdowns, a one-yarder in the second quarter. This was another big score as New York had just climbed within three points after Garrett Wilson broke free for a long touchdown. Ferguson and Shoemaker weren't asked to do much with the lamb running rough shot, but they delivered when called upon and were crucial to the win. Number two, Jalen Tolbert. Thrust into a bigger role after Brandon Cooks was ruled out with a knee injury, Tolbert caught three of four targets for 18 yards. Like Dowdle, though, Tolbert's numbers don't encapsulate encapsulate his impact as he picked up multiple first downs. The second-year wide receiver also drew a massive penalty in man coverage on third and goal from the 13-yard line before Shoemaker's clutch touchdown. It came on a poor pass from Prescott, but Tolbert shook his defender loose, forced the infraction, and gave the refs no other choice but to throw the flag, as much as they likely didn't want to in such a big moment. That's one of the plays of the game that will get lost in the archives. Tolbert deserves more wide receiver snaps, even when Cooks is back. Finally, number one, Brandon Aubrey. So, uh, the Cowboys finally have themselves a kicker. A lot can change over the course of a 17-game season, but Aubrey earned fans' trust with his performance. How impressive was the former USFL standout? He single-handedly outscored the Jets 16-10. Aubrey made five field goals, including a 55-yarder to put the Cowboys back up, two scores in the third quarter, and both extra points. He became the fourth rookie kicker in Dallas history to make five field goals in a game, and the first Cowboys kicker to make that many field goals in a game since Dan Bailey in 2013. Long story short, Aubrey was pivotal to win, and the Cowboys fans should have zero complaints about the kicker position after complaining about it all offseason.
Who saw that coming? And now, of course, we got to address one of the most controversial moments of the game. We're going to dive into... The refs made their presence felt before halftime of the Cowboys-Jets in Week 2 with a questionable roughing the passer call before a massive touchdown. Dallas Cowboys fans have to be pleased with the team's first half performance against the Rodgers-less New York Jets. The energy in AT&T Stadium was deflated after Garrett Wilson broke free for a 68-yard touchdown, which was buoyed by a missed tackle from Malik Hooker just as the Cowboys were cruising. Thankfully, the offense responded with a late touchdown for some much-needed breathing room. The Jets' defense held strong once Dallas entered the red zone, but a lack of discipline from multiple players proved costly before Luke Shoemaker's touchdown. On 3rd and 7, Dak Prescott threw threw incomplete to C.D. Lamb. It looked like Dallas would have to settle for a field goal, but refs determined that John Franklin Myers hit Prescott low and flagged the D.E. for roughing the passer to extend the drive. That's a tough call on Franklin Myers, who hit Prescott only where his momentum would allow him while being drowned, dragged down by Terrence Steele. There's nothing Franklin Myers could have done. But he hit Prescott low, and the NFL has tried in earnest to remove that play from the game altogether. If anything, hate the rule. By no means did the Jets pass rusher rough the passer. Perhaps the league should consider a name change because there is a distinct difference between a low hit and roughing the passer. Either way, you can argue the Cowboys were bailed out by this call. After a couple more Jets penalties, including another questionable roughing the call, call, excuse me, including another questionable roughing call on Michael Clemens and a brutal DPI in the end zone on third down, Prescott uh, connected with rookie tight end Luke Shoemaker from one yard out for six. What a moment for Shoemaker, but the story, as it is too often in the NFL is the penalty and the referees. On second watch, there wasn't much in the tackle on Prescott. Franklin Myers' momentum drove him into the quarterback, which caused an awkward fall. It was the right call, but one what will be a talking point on national shows. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.